Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books? Then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle-related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways Podcast Network. Give a listen, dudes. Cowabunga is this podcast for you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 2236 Survival Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and with me this week, I've got my co-host from the comic cast, Josh Adams. What's up, brother? What's up, guys? All right, so this week, Josh, you have pitched what I think is going to be a fantastic idea for a great show. We're going to talk about Silent Hill, the original, and then Resident Evil, the original, Right. Not the 2000... Yeah, yeah, uh, not the remakes. The old school. Old school. So we're going to talk about some Resident Evil and some Silent Hill. We're going to compare and contrast. We've got a nice review formula set up. And we're going to kind of talk about where we were, point in time, when we played each game, and how we think they stack up against each other. Because they are very similar but wildly different yeah it's like apples and oranges with these two franchises but i think they're like arguably the the two top horror franchises at least for me i know that in recent years we've had some other stuff come up that you know good contenders for that but at least with the the old school these are the these are the 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 heavy hitters so if we kind of work our way through at least like the first four entries in those two franchises and see which one really stacks up, you know, the most against the other. I think that would be a cool conversation. Absolutely. Uh, so before we get into all the fun stuff, if you're listening to the show, do us a favor. Check out some of our other work. We've got the Loot Bros Comic Cast, where Josh and I get together and we dive into different comic series, different arcs. And we go book by book. And we break it all down, spoil the fool out of everything, and give our impressions on, on each book. We've had some awesome conversations Currently, we're doing Wonder Woman Dead Earth. Uh, we just finished up the uh, Batman Three Jokers, which I thought was a fantastic, fantastic run. Um, we also have the Loot Bros podcast, which is a general video game, and sometimes we try to be funny podcast. Uh, if you're listening and you haven't reviewed or subscribed to the shows, please do us a favor. Uh, Follow the podcast, share them, uh, subscribe to them, leave us reviews, all that stuff. Uh, come the first of the year, so 2021, we're going to be doing some giveaways on the various podcasts for reviews. So definitely stay up to date on that. We have a, a Discord channel, and we've got a Facebook group. So all of that stuff will be in the show notes, all the links to all the things that we're involved in musically. Uh, Josh has some writing that he does. So all that stuff will be in the show notes. All right, all of the business is out of the way. Um, where were you, Josh? Uh, point in time, how old were you? Resident Evil, uh, the first games. Resident Evil 1, Silent Hill, where were you at when you played those games? Uh, well, I do know 
and we'll we'll dig into it when we do the episode four. But I do know that my first impression with Resident Evil was actually the second game, and I think same the same here. was true for you. Same here, same here. But I loved the second one so much uh, that I had to go track down the first one. And I know that I had the first time I played Resident Evil, it was not, it wasn't the director's cut. Like I had the original right. version of it, the long box. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, and. Man, I don't know how old I was, but I do remember, like, I, I expected it to be more of the same, you know, kind of, and, and it's it, it surprised me how different it was from Resident Evil 2. It was more claustrophobic. It was, it was, it did scare me. Now, it was, <laughs> it was corny. Yes. But in a good way. But I, like I remember, my first impression of the game was, like, yeah, like hands shaking when you go into a room, kind of thing, and the, you know, the the doors opening slowly, you yep. know, cinematic, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I, it it made a big impact, and I, and I remember thinking nothing could be scarier than this, and then I played Silent Hill, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Silent Hill was a whole different kind of scary, kind, like it yep. was a more psychological scary and like made you feel bad <laughs> yep. kind of scary uh and I, I remember resident evil i played alone silent hill i played with a buddy of mine named patrick we sometimes would get up and play some games together and i remember i was like let's, let's play this silent hill game man i heard it's scary and man, it it messed us up. Like we had, we like you play. No, 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 no. I'm not playing right now. You play. You know, so you know, Silent Hill really got into your head. Whereas Resident Evil was so like edge of your seat suspense kind of thing. So like that that was my first impression. What about you? Like, how do you remember like your first encounter with either one of these? So I know I was about eleven. Um, Resident Evil Two had just come out. And I've told this on this show and, and, and other podcasts. I played Resident Evil 2 with a friend. He got it on release, and I was blown away. Never seen anything like it. So my family owned a video store at the time, and I was like, Dad, we got to get Resident Evil. So when our contact showed up to, to sell us movies and games, we're like, you got Resident Evil? He goes, yeah, and he had the first one, the long box version. So we bought that. And I ran to the back of the video store, and I was like, all right, here we go. Playing it right now. <laughs> yeah, and just like you said, I expected it to be more of the same, but I was blown away how wildly different it was. And at first, I didn't like it. I was like, this is okay, but... like, And it was way... I thought it was scarier. I thought that the claustrophobic nature, you know, the, the puzzles were harder. Excuse me. I thought that Resident Evil 1 was definitely way scarier than Resident Evil 2. Um, but Resident Evil Two to me was more fun. Yeah, and I and I do believe twenty five years later, or whatever, yeah, that still holds true. But I kept going back to Resident Evil One because it was scary. It was like, dang, this is wild, all the way up to the tyrant fight at the very end of the game. Um, I don't remember how old I was when I played Silent Hill, uh, but I know that I played it after the first two Resident Evil games, and I do remember. Um, I played that one at home, so it was a gift. I don't remember how I got out. I remember if it was Christmas or birthday or just something my dad brought home one day. But I remember getting Silent Hill. Uh, it was it was it was the golden age of gaming for me. It was I got Silent Hill, I got Final Fantasy VII, and Parasite Eve all in the same 
time frame. I did too, man. And I, I was sitting here thinking like like Parasite Eve popped into my head yeah. while you were talking about it. like yeah. uh, those were my first like those my first yeah. handful of games too. Yeah, and it was uh it was wild because like Silent Hill like you said was psychological horror and to me it was way scarier at the time than Resident Evil. Uh because the environmental change, the fog, like you were physically unable to fight back like you could in a Resident Evil game you can stand and shoot you can run find a corner you know the fixed camera angles sometimes hindered you from seeing what was going on but for the most part you could get your bearings and you could defend yourself if you had ammunition with Silent Hill it just felt like I had to run away from everything yeah yeah. and and (laughs) I've never even now you know 35 years old I still don't enjoy games that I can't defend myself like I (laughs) My nature is horror games are my favorite. So I have a horror games are my favorite games in the world. That's my favorite fran- uh, favorite genre. Favorite franchises are in that genre. But my nature is to fight, not flight. Like that is like my my gut. So whenever I'm playing a game and it hinders me from fighting back, I'm just I get very frustrated. So it took me a long time to finish Silent Hill. Uh, but when I did, I went like straight into Silent Hill 2. So we're talking the bleed over between PS1 and PS2 time. Oh, yeah. It was a very interesting transitional period in games. Yep. And these were two. These were probably the first games to really be able to pull off making you afraid. Yep. Like, I, I know that there were horror games uh, on, like, the Super Nintendo and you know, Nintendo, some of those older systems, but they weren't graphically and, you know, and the capabilities of the games. It just wasn't. It wasn't easy to actually make a game that was scary before right. these two games. Right. And, you know, I just remember I remember being blown away that these games could make me feel <laughs> that, that that afraid and that visceral reaction yep. to them. Yeah, it was wild too because I remember that same time frame it was like like I like this. Like my dad and I watched zombie movies together. So like when I told him I like this is like the movies we're watching this is what this is but in game form so he was like completely all in on like oh okay well then we'll buy all the games like this so I got the uh, so Resident Evil 1 was my first I owned horror game then Resident Evil 2 um, Silent Hill you know uh, Parasite Eve if you want to consider that Parasite Eve was horror yeah and it was like a Japanese fantasy, RPG yeah, mixed yeah. with horror which was Kind of unique. Oh, I, I still to this Capcom, day. Capcom, if you're it. listening, we'd love a remake. Dude, I'm saying. Because, see, that was back when Square Enix was uh-huh. Squaresoft. Yeah, it was back and, when uh, Squaresoft, and they were putting out some serious Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and I remember getting that, and then my dad bought me Alone in the Dark. Yeah, I remember that game, too. That game I never finished. It was hard. I don't remember. Yeah, I remember tough. getting lost a lot in... Uh, just being stuck. And that's actually funny because I bought it digitally and have it on my Vita. And one of these days, I'm going to like write that wrong. And see, <laughs> you, still, and you also had some of the kind of those outliers. Like you had the Dino Crisis games. Yep. yep. You had uh, play, PS2 had a game, like a one-shot game called Run Like Hell. That was like a Aliens ripoff. Yep, I know what you're talking about. in space. They made a game of the thing. Yep. like a sequel to this. So there were a lot of survival horror type games that kind of there was a slew of those fatal frame where you took pictures yep, of ghosts yep, and that's stuff but siren yes yeah, siren but for me resident evil and silent hill those were the two 
mainstays. Yeah, so those, those are the daddies. <clears throat> yep, those are my. And, and to this day, those are the games I revisit. Like I, I, we were talking before the show. I just got back from vacation, so I brought tons of gaming stuff with us, uh, so the kids and the nieces and nephews could all be playing together. And uh, and I sat back in my room and I played from start to finish Resident Evil Two on my Vita. Uh-huh. And uh, and then I actually loaded up Resident Evil Five. I was going to play through Silent Hill because you and I were talking about right. it, but then I was like, I kind of just want to do some <laughs> running and shooting, and so I pulled the switch out and played some Resident Evil Five. And right. it's just to this day, man, I revisit Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Earlier this year, I played through Silent Hill Two. I did the HD remake on PS3, which everyone said was unplayable, and I've owned it for years. Um, but I mean, post patch, it worked fine. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, didn't it's not the issues. ideal version of the game, but it it works. All right, well, let's uh, our the plan is to kind of break these this down in by categories and score a one to ten, one being terrible, ten being the best possible, uh, for for these different categories. Uh, so I've got characters as the first category. So let's start with Resident Evil. Um. I love I love the characters in the first Resident Evil. Yes, <laughs> and it, there's so much variety to the characters. We get introduced to them in that cheesy live action <laughs> sequence at the beginning, and it plays out like the beginning of a episode of GI Joe or something. But yeah. like, I just remember as a kid, like I I knew it was a little bit cheesy, but at the same time, I remember thinking, "Man, this is cool. This is like a movie in the, in my game," and like. You had that puppet of a yeah. dog. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking, man, Chris Chris looks kind of awesome. This Wesker guy looks kind of awesome. Yep. And for me, my favorite character in the entire franchise of Resident Evil will always be Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I have this. I hope this isn't Chris's blood. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> we did a bit on our uh, Loot Bros show one time. Where we just quoted, we had a, I think we had Donnie from Whatever Talk on, and it was just like nonstop Barry quotes. <laughs> you were almost a, a Jill, Jill sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> it's like, take this since you're the master of unlocking. It was so <laughs> dumb. You can tell that it was a Japanese author that does not understand <laughs> <Yes>. English. <laughs> uh, it was good though because it was at the time, like all horror was going through a real campy phase. Oh yeah, like your Night of the Living Dead's, Dawn of the Dead's, all that stuff. You know that early '90s horror was very campy. You had your Nightmare on Elm Streets and your Friday Thirteenth. All that stuff was super smoking hot. You had slashers every time you turn around, and it was just so much of that campy dialogue was uh-huh. just kind of built into the genre. So that fit right it's in. Al- it's very authentic to to what it was trying to yep, be yeah i have a sound bite somewhere i have a rip in my i have a sample folder i use for the podcast stuff and it's like not it's like all berry lines <laughs> he's a great character because there's like a youtube video where it's just like uh three or four minutes of barry saying what is this it's like what is this what is this <laughs> this is non-stop looks like blood i better investigate this <laughs> so all right, so then on a scale of one to ten, what do you give the Resident Evil characters? I I, I gave it a seven because it's got some strong characters in it. Uh, and I will say this, and, and I'm I'm wondering where you fall on this. When I play the game, and I've played it a bunch of times, I almost always play as Jill. She has more 
Um, inventory slots. She has more inventory slots. She has more interactions with Barry. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it gives me a through line to Nemesis because I'm going to play as her again later in the yep. franchise. Yep. That I like I like starting with her and letting her be like my... I know we play with Chris in later games too, right. but and I always felt like it was harder to play as, as Chris. So mm-hmm. as a kid, I'm like, I'm going to take the easier way out. It's already scary. Let me play as... <laughs> <laughs> So I gave it a seven as well, which is why I was like, oh, dude, that's awesome. awesome. Um, I think that the, like, for that franchise to be so prevalent and still be growing and still be going on, like, they did a really good job of setting the tone of who's who and who is what. And with Jill, Jill's one of my favorite characters in the franchise period. But they made her off to be strong, a strong female character who had... Uh, a backstory you know, her dad was you know in jail for being a, you know breaking into places that's why she was considered the master of unlocking because he taught her how to do that stuff like um barry was like you know you they flesh him out later in the remake but you know barry is like I, he's a good old boy who loves guns and loves his family you know and he's <laughs> kind of got that goofy dialogue uh obviously rocking the dad jokes with the jill sandwich but like it was like later on finding out that he was, you know, being forced to, you know what I'm saying, turn on his friends or whatever. Um, Wesker being the ultimate maniacal bad guy. It's like I'm in undercover as the leader of this team as a good guy. Uh, Chris just being your Captain America style, like, you know, good old, you know, I'm, I'm the hero, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was good. You, even your rookie cop stuff, you had um, – you had uh, Rebecca Chambers in there, who was hot. Well, I mean, she had, you know, in the video she had that little little bit of Native American kind of flair to her, uh, get up or whatever. Um, but then you had like, it's like let's click 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 on this little desk so we can get the so we get the, the little picture of her, yeah. Which is really weird when you think about it. Like, why does he have just this random photo of this younger girl in there? But uh, it's Japan. Yep. Very true. Very true. But uh, just thank the gods that there's no <laughs> tentacles in that picture. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they I'm were sure there at some point somewhere. in time, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then you got like you know, Chicken Heart, Brad Vickers, you know, like the the helicopter pilot that bailed on them, and like, there. I mean, I don't know. You got uh, Enrique was it Enrico or Enrique. Mm-hmm. It was one of the guys. That, yeah, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> one of the guys that died in there. There's just so many characters in, in like. I know they stand out to me because I played the games so many times, but like they mattered, you know. Like there was the proper amount of backstory, the proper amount of like uh, stakes involved, mm-hmm. you know. And it was, uh, I, I, I think that the cheesiness and the campiness worked for its time. But um, a seven, which is the number that popped in my head, I was like they're not perfect, but it worked. Good characters, and it did a good job of and, and setting they the foundation. Definitely not to jump ahead or, or anything or go sideways too much, but you know the remake did a good job, like you said, of fleshing them out a little bit more, losing some of the camp. And throughout the franchise, most of those characters grow. Most yep. of those characters get more, you know, yep. solid as the games go on. Have you played the uh, Revelations two where they bring Barry back? I haven't. Okay, so. It's a good one. You should play it. Uh, I think it's actually on sale right now for like twelve bucks. Yeah, or something I think like they that. got a big end of year sale on the yeah. PS4. It's um, but like he's in there, and uh, you get him. him it's uh, him and this new little girl, and then um, the alt. There's 
the way it does it's done like episodes almost yeah so you have like the um, what's the one that was the on the rails shooter type thing? okay yeah it's not like the umbrella okay, that's the main re- yeah yeah, yeah it's okay. not like this, no. yeah that's that's the main reason I, i'd avoid it I, I had downloaded one of those at one point and it was just a on the on rail rails shooter, shooter. Yeah. Like, oh, and they and they kind of changed the story up too for yeah those. i didn't like, I yeah. like this is awful um no like 10 minutes of if, it. revelations um it w- originally came out for 3ds and then we got migrated to the current consoles. That one is uh, Chris and Jill, mm-hmm. and it takes place in between Resident Evil Five and Six. Okay, it's a good one. And you also you get other characters in there. They're kind of campy and goofy, whatever. But then you also have Tofu. no, <laughs> but you basically have someone who is goofier than that. Um, but then you have uh, Revelations Two, which ha- is more like saw kind of horror like oh, it's wow, okay. it's very brown and very prison and, and like lots of traps and stuff but you have barry's daughter mora moria moria Mor- no the minds of moria is it moria Mor- anyway, anyways you have barry's daughter and then you have claire redfield and they're together and then the uh the uh, so you'll play that chapter then you'll play barry and this new little girl who he finds on this island while he's looking for his daughter so you got older Barry, who's being the dad, looking for his family, and um, I say all that to say this: there's a line where Claire um, almost gets smashed, you know, in this room. She's like, "Man, I was almost a Claire sandwich," and she's and then uh, Mor- Mora Moria or whatever her name is, she's like, "Oh my God, Barry told you that joke," you know, <laughs> like that's funny. She like you know, apparently his dad jokes get better over the years, and his his daughter is like over it, so. Uh, but it's it's pretty it's pretty good. But like 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 just like that, you know, like that those games came out like eighteen years apart, and they built off of the foundation that was laid. So I thought it was a solid foundation. I think that the characters got better, especially considering the t- the time Resident Evil came out. Character was a very small part mm-hmm. of what most game most games. You think about your old Duke Nukem games or your <laughs> you know any. Any of those old games, most of you, there's a lot of games where your protagonist doesn't even talk. Yep. You know, we, we came from games where you didn't have a whole lot of character at right. all. You just had a dude with a gun. Like, yep. So the fact that they bothered to actually make characters was, Heck yeah. you know, in itself a little groundbreaking. All right. Well, then Silent Hill, where do you stand on those characters? All right. Silent Hill, I gave a five for characters. Part of that's because there's just not as many of them, and the some of the ones we meet in the first Silent Hill uh, are just very two dimensional. Yep. Um, I do like I do like the dad, it's Harry Harry, Harry yep. Mason. I do like Harry Mason as a character. I like his I buy his motivation for why he would go and continue to go forward into this place. Um, and the Civil Shepherd character is interesting, the cop uh, that he meets. Uh, which, by the way, I thought they did a decent job of adapting that one to to film too. Yep. Um, they did a good job capturing those characters. But like, I, I definitely and I definitely like Harry as a character, and and I love the idea of I'm playing as a father who is not. He's not. I know you said it's it's more of a negative for you that he's not able to just be a you know a bad a, but. I always kind of liked that because it felt more real. It felt more, you know, immersive to say, here's a guy who's going to grab a, a two by four off mm-hmm. the ground to try to knock this thing off of him that like, yeah. what, he doesn't know yeah. what it is. You know, Sybil, the, the police officer's character is very, 
dedicated to her job and trying to do the right thing, really trying to help these people. Let's find this kid. And, you know, but at, when you start getting into the characters from the cult, uh, that's when you start losing me a little bit. Most of those characters are very generic, very yep. just evil, creepy person. Uh, so I, I gave it a five. There's definitely not, it's definitely not bad. And and Harry is a strong enough character to be invested in and carry you through the story, but there's nowhere near the character development that you had in Resident Evil, at least for me. Right. And they don't even reuse a lot of those characters. Yeah, we, yeah you don't later see on. them again. So I went even lower than a five. I gave it a four. Harry is the only character that I could actually remember the name of consistently. I always have to look up his daughter's name because I want to say Cheryl, but it's Sybil. Sybil. Um, and then as far as the rest of the characters go, from game to game, and this kind of stands true to me through the rest of the Silent Hill series, I often forget who's who because their roles are very obscure and weird and from Silent Hill 2 to Silent Hill 4, there's like random chicks who play the seductress role, but I don't remember their they're names kind of because they're right. They both play the same role. They throw their awkward lines out there. Like, um, I was actually just playing through Silent Hill 4 recently because it's uh, just got re-released for on GOG. You know, and you can play it on PC or whatever. And so I picked that up for ten bucks. I'm playing back through it, and I'm like. I don't remember any of these people. I remember playing the game, and I do remember the woman, but I don't. I still don't remember her name. Uh, and that's kind of been one of the things that, from um, Silent Hill One up until you know the most recent ones, that I am not near as familiar with. And honestly, it doesn't matter. What made right. Silent Hill scary for me, and what made Silent Hill stand out to me wasn't the characters. Yeah, exactly. Silent Hill is the character. Yeah, this and, and if you look at it as the 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 town of Silent Hill as a character, you know, it that is a very well fleshed right. character. Yes. There's a lot of lore that really uh makes that character or, or that city so interesting. But yeah, I I'd agree. There's it's definitely weaker than the first Resident Evil. And and the franchise as a whole with some of some exceptions in Silent Hill 2, which we can you know we'll get into that when we when we get into that episode but definitely for this first one it, it's it's far weaker in that department I think word word all right and then Resident Evil next up will be enemies right what do you think oh man so I love the enemy types in Resident Evil I don't know that you could at least for the, especially for the time, you know, I don't know that I could have picked anything better. So for me, uh, Resident Evil enemy types are a ten because I I love zombie stuff, you know. So this was a zombie game. I'm like, oh my gosh! So you got a virus that causes zombies. Then the more you experiment on the virus, you've got um, the obviously the dogs. Mm -hmm. You've got the hunters that were introduced in this game, which yeah, I the, thought the, just lop your head off. Yes, <laughs> oh, I thought it was so cool. Um, you got the the snakes in Resident Evil. You had the shark Neptune. Mm -hmm. um, you obviously have Tyrant, who is it, it just <laughs> yeah. So it was just like it was from the zombies to the Tyrant and everything in between. Plant forty two. You know, Neptune, like I said, um, there's spiders. I mean, everything is just like, it's friggin' dope. I, I've always thought that like the core Resident Evil games like really nailed the enemy types. And that ranged through up until 
you get a little wild with the later stuff. Yeah. And I, and I understand why they're evolving this virus. They're evolving strands of it. They're trying to make super soldiers, which is where it all started. So, But as far as the first game goes, yes, 10. They, I thought they nailed it. All right, I actually went a little lower than that just because I wanted to leave a little room <laughs> for this. Because to me, that improves throughout the franchise. Yes. So... I, I didn't go fully out with the 10 yet because I know that there's more to come that's better than what Resident Evil 1 has. So I landed on a 7 for this okay. category as well. I do like the enemies. They did a great job making the zombies feel exactly like yeah. George Romero yep. zombies. And the zombies in this version, I like... I like... Not as much the appearance. They look better. There's more variety in their appearances in later games, but yeah. they're harder to deal with in the first one. And a lot of that has to do with the setting, I think. You know, you can't just... You can't just go around them. Yeah, they're a lot harder to just run around. You can't just lead them over to a corner and scoot by them as easily as you can in, you know, in the big wide-open police yeah. station and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned earlier those fixed camera angles... Like you just walk around a corner all of a sudden and boom he's yep. there, um, so I, I I gave him a seven for the for enemies just because there's there's such a great variety of them, mm-hmm. and who cares if it doesn't make sense that there's a gigantic snake? <laughs> it's still really <laughs> cool that it's there. Exactly. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it doesn't make sense. It's it's awesome looking. <laughs> And that was and that was the thing for me too was the bosses you know like your yeah the bosses your, your bosses like your snake your your shark stuff like that it just it was like I remember even now I can feel I can still tap into the existential dread that I felt <laughs> the first time I laid eyes on the tyrant and I knew he was coming out of yep. that, <laughs> that container and coming after me I was like oh god look how big his claws are this is not, like I remember not even wanting to play that part yep. the first time. And then he's just chasing you, and he's Dude, a, he's such a good bo- final boss for that game. To give you an idea on like how much my brother and I played those games, um, he he liked the first game better than the second one, and so he would play Resident Evil all the time. And I remember watching him before knife runs were cool, you know, before that became like a staple in the latter part of the franchise. My brother ran through that game with a knife. And beat the tyrant with a knife. Like, no guns, just, you know, up until the end where you have to shoot him with a rocket launcher. But, like, yeah, he just would run, swipe, run, swipe, run, swipe. He got so good at it. And I've never been able to do that. No. (laughs) But it was incredible. Like, his his claim to fame is that he beat tyrant with a knife on PS1. Well, you know, it's funny. I'm a huge, huge zombie fanatic now. Like, Walking Dead is my jam. And, like, I love – well, I'm just a huge horror junkie, period. Like, you've read the stuff I write. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a horror junkie. I was not a horror kid. Like, I was scared of horror stuff. Like, I did not like horror as a young kid. Resident Evil popped my cherry. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was what got me into – like, I remember I played Resident Evil 2 at a buddy's house, bought Resident Evil 1, and loved it, and – then I, it was not long after that that I caught the original Night of the Living Dead on TV one night and watched it and just adored it. And, like, that was what got me into the genre of horror to begin with. Now, you're talking about the black and white version? Yeah. 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 That's, how I, that's how I ended up a horror 
fanatic was because of this game. And I remember, because I, I didn't have a lot of zombie like background other than the second Resident Evil game, I remember, even after having played the second game, I remember playing this one in that first hallway encounter where it looked, the zombie looks up over its shoulder at you and stuff. It messed yep. me up. <laughs> and then, like, and it killed me right away. Like, yep. I was not even remotely prepared for how to deal with that guy <laughs> at first. Yeah. It was, it was cool, man, because, like, that was my jam. That was something my dad and I did. My parents, now you're talking, I'm probably 13 years old now. My parents were divorced. Uh, me and my dad would just stay up and watch zombie movies. So we watched like the original Night of the Living Dead, the 1990s color remake, which I still think is the best. Oh yeah, with the the chick from Babylon Five. Yes. Um, then you got like the Dawn of the Dead movies. You have Zombie, you know that yeah, weird Lucy, uh, the Lucio Felucis yeah. or whatever zombie. Um, you got uh the Reanimator movies. Then we watched the um. Did you ever watch Dead Alive, the P- Peter Jackson? I feel like we had it's that the, one. It's like the goriest movie that's ever. It doesn't then maybe I haven't watched right, that one. You got to track that one. Dead down. Alive. It's called Dead Alive. It's hard to find right now. Like I'm sure you can find it in a less than legal capacity <laughs> to watch online, but to find it on like DVD or anything is almost yeah. impossible. Peter Jackson from The Lord of the Rings. Huh. Like he made a movie called Dead Alive that is the goriest zombie movie, and it's hilarious. Like it's kind of evil. Kind yeah, of it's evil got dead. some evil deadness yeah. to it, but man, it's it's the most over the top thing I've ever seen. Even to this day, it's the most over the top really? zombie movie I've ever seen in my life. There was a point in time where Resident Evil Two and the 1990s Walking or uh, Night of Living Dead that was like my jam. That was like my weekend. It was like, what am I going to do this weekend? Pff, I'm going to watch the Night Living Dead. I'm going to play Resident Evil 2. Like, it was just my favorite things to do. So, all right, enemy types with Silent Hill. I gave it a six because the, they're they're very they're very creative. Yes. Um, they're very interesting. There's not as much variety as what Resident Evil has, but what they do have, and they have their own version of the dogs. Yep. Um they have the flying dragon yep. type creature that attacks you in the. Well, it looks like it looks like Resident Evil later adopted that one. Yeah. Because in Resident Evil Four, they kind of get the, the Lost Plagas kind of uh-huh. takes the shape of that, and then in Five, they straight up rip out of the Uroboros bodies yeah. or whatever, and they kind of so. Yeah, it had fewer of the, but there was that. I I just I remember like. The first time I encountered little the little ashen babies, yes. Oh my gosh, with the yep. knives in their hand, yep. like the enemies in Resident Evil are monsters. The enemies in Silent Hill have a more. Some of them they're still monsters, but they have they're almost like slashers in a way too. Some of them and like the nurses and yep. things like that. And they they they've got knives that they're they're not trying to eat you they're they want to murder you yep. like it's a they're more more demonic than yeah they're more opinion. demonic and they're more like more hostile in that sense of mm-hmm. like they they it's not animalistic it's I don't know they're driven by like a hatred for you yep. and I, I feel like the showdown you have uh, with uh, the police officer when she's possessed by Alessa. And like you, you're trying to figure out whether you need to kill her or not, and like the the villains in that one are very unsettling. I want to run away from 
the monsters, but I also kind of want to fight the monsters because they're cool. Yeah. The, the enemies in Silent Hill aren't cool. They're just scary. And that gets that gets better as that franchise goes. That's, yeah. that's where that franchise grows as, as it goes on. But 100%. For the first one, I'd, I'd give them six. Okay. I landed on a six as well. Um, I didn't think that the enemy types were near as good when you're comparing the two, but for the world that silent hill is it worked because they were scary to oh me. yeah you know like i only stayed afraid of the enemies in resident evil for as long as it took me to learn how to defeat them right even to this day playing a silent hill game i still feel more helpless therefore even the little dog creature or the air screamers or whatever they're called like those things are i don't want to i still don't want to fight them i want to run away i want right. to get away from it yeah and you know, and a lot of that has to do with you know you're trying to fight them with a rusty pipe. You yep. don't have a magnum, right? You know, you, you, <laughs> and when you do get handgun bullets, it's again just like Resident Evil. You don't have a ton. You, yeah, you have very little. You want to save them for the for whatever boss you end up have, eventually yep. having to fight. And that was another thing too is some of the boss types in the Silent Hills franchise. They're good, you know, and uh, I think that I don't think they ever get enemy wise to the point that resident evil started at in my opinion um but i do think that it gives the torturous more demonic feel like when silent hill changes it feels like hell you yeah know? it's like, terrifying it's, it's when that siren goes on and we'll get into the, we'll, yeah. we'll get into some of that but yeah that you never know what you're going to get and and that was one of the things is that you know whenever it does start shifting into that other world there's going to be a lot more of these things yep. and they're going to be a lot more aggressive. Whereas, you know, the enemies in resident evil, they're the same, no matter where you encounter them, like their behavior doesn't change and how you deal with them doesn't change. Whereas with silent Hill, depending on where you're at, you, you may have to approach them in a different way or run or run. Yeah. yeah just or run lots, lots of running. So, and I do feel like the, and this could be, incorrect but in my memory and in my experience it felt like you could play through silent hill and you kill less of the enemies than you do when you play through resident evil oh I, yeah i feel like in resident evil you are equipped a little bit better even if it's just the knife yeah there's less yeah it's almost less of a survival horror than silent silent hill actually is more survival horror I think than than Resident Evil is, especially if you like Resident Evil, you can reach a point where you're armed for bear. And yes. you can just kind of roll through. Like, <laughs> like there there comes a point with and you know the other thing too is that with Resident Evil, once you kill those zombies, they're they're dead. They not they 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 stay there. You know they stay there. Once you clear an area, you cleared that area. Silent Hill never makes you feel like you're safe. Right, and it, and it, the thing is, is like, and again, this could be an experience thing, but I've always remembered. With Resident Evil, I learned the map, I learned the layout, and I learned my patterns. And even when there are distinct changes in the game where and it was so, certain hallways refill, you can navigate around it. With Silent Hill, I never felt like I knew the map. I Because ne- as soon as you get familiar with something, it turns to the other world, and then it changes. It flips it on its head. And then the next time I play the game, I'm like, wait a minute. Which version of this hospital do I remember? Which version of the school do I remember? Right. The normal Silent Hill or the other world Silent Hill? Yeah, so. yeah. Resident Evil with those enemies, you just go clear a room. Yep. And and then you could at least moderately feel safe in that room once you did. 
So, so but yeah, I, I, I gave it a six as well. So, yeah, so which I, I think that that's that's for the design type and the amount of enemies. I think that's more than fair. That's so. All right, what's next up on the list? Soundtrack. Ooh, man. See, so I uh, I love both. I think that Silent Hill has a very creepy soundtrack and Resident Evil has an eerily soothing soundtrack. Um, so for Resident Evil, the first game, yeah, I gave it an eight. Uh, I think that the music that is in there and then, of course, is one thing that reigns through all the games is the safe rooms. Mm-hmm. I think those are eerily beautiful and they do a really good job of letting you feel safe um as far as like a like a main theme that rings from the first game it's not as prominent as the second game uh but i'm one of those suckers that like listens to the safe rooms kind of randomly i'll be at work running tickets and printing cut sheets and doing work stuff you know and i'm like I don't necessarily want someone screaming in my ear right now, even because I'm a metal fan. So I'm like, I don't necessarily want someone talking uh, to me, you know, because I'm a podcast fan. So every now and again, I'll just put on the Resident Evil music score. I'll put on the Silent Hill music score, which is way creepier. Way creepier. Yeah. So for me, I gave Silent Hill a nine. Okay. Because, and I can't pronounce the dude's name if it's not written in front of me, but that that composure, and he sticks with that series for... I th- I think at least the first three in the series, man, he is an incredible yes composer, and I have like that game. You walk into a room and the music starts, and you're like, I need to leave this room. <laughs> like Silent Hill has the creepiest, most unsettling score. I'll even I'll even say this: like my school. I work at an elementary school, and every year that I've worked there, other than this year because of pandemic, I do a haunted house in the in the gym. And there's been several years that I just hooked up speakers and put the Silent Hill soundtrack yeah. on yep. in the background, and it's really unsettling. Yes. Like, that's all you need. You don't even need anybody in a suit or costumes. You just play that music and turn the lights off, and it's scary. Uh the, actually, the siren, the yeah, siren is yeah, so iconic. Yeah, I actually don't like the soundtrack for Resident Evil. Okay, I do understand. I do understand where you're coming from about the the safe music, uh, safe room music, and there is there are some beautiful pieces that are pretty. Um, I always felt like the music in that first game was a little bit out of place, and I, I actually I gave it a three. Okay, and. I'll, some of that's probably because, just being honest, I owned both versions. I had the director's cut and the original. I'd let somebody borrow the original, and I never got it back. And then later, I bought the director's cut. So it was the director's cut that I played probably more times. Yeah. And they redid the soundtrack, and it was horrible. So I've probably got some overlap yeah, yeah. <laughs> that spoiled the first one yeah. for me as far as... When I think back on the music, uh, so I gave it a three, uh, but pinch of salt. Some of that's because of the director's cut, which I don't know what they were thinking. Dude, what's wild is anytime I hear Moonlight Sonata, 
it takes Resident me Evil. to Resident <laughs> Evil. Yeah. And so for me, I, I can pinch of salt as well. I sometimes have a hard time remembering the difference between the original game, the director's cut, and then the remake. Yeah, that's because the remake soundtrack is way better. Oh yeah, the remake has a great soundtrack. so. But like, I'm a sucker for the whole franchise of soundtracks. Like I, I, but on both sides because, like, just like with Silent Hill, I gave it an eight as well because it is, it's the flip side of the Resident Evil. It is way creepier. I did some sampling, in a song, uh, for one of our demos we had we released years ago, uh, and I had like a. Uh, like it's a it's a, an amalgamation of of quotes from various pieces of music and and stuff. So I have like uh, the Silent Hill, like the the uh, pipes and the pressure and the boiling uh-huh. water, the going on that industrial. Yes, kind of, yeah. I've got the uh, the siren going on in the background. The beginning of the sample kicks off. It's got the dude that plays. Uh, um, not Shao Kahn, uh, Shang Tsung uh-huh. from the Mortal Kombat. He's like, and now for a taste of things to come. And then it's like, it kicks up that siren uh-huh. and it like kicks in with the pipes and the industrial sound. And then I like edited in like uh, on the first Limp Biscuit album, Fred Durst does this little thing where he's like, uh, for, their, for that song Pollution, there's like an intro. And he's like, have you been saved? And he was like, have you been healed? I love Jesus. Kill the pollution, you know? And it's this whole thing he does, like uh, almost like someone like yelling outside of a venue about like, yeah, like it used to be in the 90s and stuff whenever uh, that grunge and rock music really took, um, it had a big movement. A lot of the uh, Southern Baptists and the evangelicals would stand outside and be like, this is the devil music. You need Jesus, all that stuff, you know? It was almost like he was like, like acting like one of those types and it was like yeah kill the pollution the pollution and then the song starts whatever so i took like samples of that of him screaming that and like edited into all the noise with the silent hill stuff and we used to use that as a intro to come out on our set and uh so i'm a huge fan of the silent hill soundtrack you know like like start to finish but like there's a difference one is eerily soothing and then one is like morbidly like scary. <laughs> yeah, I just know that the the music gets under your skin mm-hmm. <laughs> big time yeah. uh, in Silent Hill. So yeah, very, very cool. All right, next up. Well going in take it that leads us into atmosphere. I and and since we were just talking about Silent Hill, I'm gonna start there. I give it a ten for atmosphere. Okay. Silent Hill has the most oppressive sense of like just I don't want to be here (laughs) like you walk into a room and that music hits and you just nope 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 not ready for this yet you hear the siren and this and everything starts getting dark and you start freaking out you're like I gotta get I gotta get somewhere safe I gotta get out of it like they they use the radio so that like it's a quiet moment and all of a sudden that radio and you and you know oh god you know you gotta run run away run away like yep. it it's constantly like like i said earlier resident evil has moments especially in the first one where you can get in that safe room i'm safe yes silent hill never lets you feel safe right ever and all it does is ratchet that tension up more and more and more and you know the idea of the fog that doesn't let you see 
ahead of yourself. I know they use that because of the limitations of the of the software and hardware or whatever, but it was brilliant. Like it created so much atmosphere. Like I still to this day, if I walk outside and there's a lot of fog, I'm like, oh, God, is this on hill? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's just it it masterfully created a hellish atmosphere. And the fact that they were able to make it so scary to begin with and then taking another level up when we switch over to the other world, you know, to that other realm, it's very impressive that they could create that much atmosphere with fog and music and darkness. So, like, I gave I gave Silent Hill a, a 10 for atmosphere. Sweet. I gave it an 8. And I for all the same reasons um the there are some things that i don't like about the atmosphere and it's not um that it doesn't nail what it's going for it's just it's a lot of samey you know like it's like okay once you're in the school everything looks like the main areas you walk into once you're in the other world it all kind of looks like everything that you know so for that it would be the only reason i would knock it that's fair for the everything else though the fog the other world you know just the everything that you said 100 percent. like can't i couldn't disagree with that at all um i think that it is you know the the flashlight and the siren and all those little little things that really ramp and create the the depth of the atmosphere well, and see, for me, part of it, too, is, you know, especially when I think about this one versus Resident Evil 1 and all, you have the streets, you have the hospital, yep. you have the school, you have, like, all of these different locations, and each one feels like a, a even scarier place to have to go. Like, if I had to wander through, it, it's got a very urban exploration feel to it, like, if I had to wander through this an actual building that looked like this, <laughs> I would be terrified. So I think the variety of locations that you travel to has a lot to do with why I like the atmosphere. But I do understand where you're coming from about like once you get in that uh, that place, it kind of all looks. The next two three hours, this is what you're looking at. Yeah, so. yeah. So that is fair. That the, is fair. The the initial introduction to those though are like whoa. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the fact that one thing I like more about Silent Hill than I do about any of the Resident Evils are you get to run the streets. Yeah. You know, like granted, because of the time and limitations, there's only so much you can do in there. But like, I love the idea of running the streets of Raccoon City in Resident Evil, but I can't. It just doesn't allow it. And it's kind of crazy that Silent Hill pulled that off because. There weren't any games where you could. Right. Like there were there were games where you could you could look out a window and see that there's a city out there somewhere. But like that, that's the first game I ever remember where, you know, you could walk down a street and then decide to go inside of a building. And it's almost open world for all for, intents and yeah, purposes. Yeah, you know, in a lot of ways it was, and that was that was unique Heck at the yeah. time. That was kind of groundbreaking at yep. the time. So. All right. Well, uh, for me, I, on Resident Evil, I also gave it an eight. Um, I don't like it as much as I like some of the environments in the other games, but the mansion served its purpose. It was tons of rooms, um, lots of depth when it comes to the various locations in the game. And really, it feels like that one was a really, really big game because you go from the mansion, you go into the sewers, you go to the laboratory. I mean, 
there was a lot of places to traverse and a lot to it you know in those areas uh i thought they looked good i thought the pre-rendered backgrounds really shined and you know you go in one room and it's got really funky wallpaper you go in another room and it's got plant life and stuff all growing in there and it's like i like the way they look i like the way they feel uh i don't think it's again and it's hard to compare for me i'm trying to do everything a game basis not so much comparing and contrasting against themselves because both i would i would rate lower in comparison to what they do later but i think that the uh, the mansion is it's claustrophobic and does what it's supposed to do uh i never enjoyed the laboratory sections you know i've just never and that's a staple for resident evil so that's always the dip in the game for me it's a weak moment when you end up in the labs in the first one and I also gave it an eight. It has the game does have good atmosphere. I mean, you walk down a hall and you hear, yeah, yep. you don't see them, but you know they're yep. there. Uh, the sound design, not so much as much the music, but the sound design was good. You know the the moaning of, with the zombies, or you could hear the footsteps. You know, you know, there's there's a hunter around here somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and I think too the 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 gothic mansion is a really cool setting there are some places in the mansion that are kind of goofy but there's moments where you're kind of like why would this be in a house or where's all the bathrooms yeah yeah like there's there's always five rooms for every i think it was the mansion actually has a bathroom in the original it has a bathroom i think in the in the remake it has two but then, like, you go into, like, Resident Evil 2, there's no bathrooms in the entire facility or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree that, that some some stuff is just... Or, like, you have a room, and inside the room is a secret passage to another section, and it's just kind of a little convoluted, but it, it served it its works. purpose it for works. what it's trying to do. Uh, but, and, and I do remember, it created a lot of tension. Like, there's a lot of atmosphere when that, that first encounter with the zombie in the hallway or... You know, the, when you walk into the room and the music's kind of intense and you see all the birds up there watching yep. you and then like, are they about to eat me? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, you know, there's there, there's a lot of suspense in the game, especially towards the end when, when the tyrant's coming after you and, yep. you know, the enemies are a lot more... You know, there's definitely a lot of suspense in, in that game. I gave it an eight. Yeah. And, and again, like I said, that one... And for me, too, experiencing that one after the second one... Um, I didn't appreciate the atmosphere as much because I kind of longed for what I what yeah. I experienced later. Um, it, but again, that claustrophobic nature, not knowing what's around the corner, you know. And then like oh, you brought up the bird room, but it's like yeah, when I'm solving this puzzle, yeah, know, are they coming <laughs> after me? What happens if I shoot my gun? Oh yeah. snap, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. What ha- or or those you know those moments where like you see this bright shiny object and i'm like i know as soon as i pick this up yeah yeah oh wow look the roof is caving in on me yeah yeah so it's very cool very cool graphics Uh, yes ah you know this one's this was the hardest one for me to score because i'm looking at it now so many years removed and in both cases i played resident evil 2 afterwards so Uh, I'm going to probably score them higher than maybe I don't know. I, I, I was between a seven and eight for both games for different reasons. Um, 
So I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna land on a seven because the pre-rendered backgrounds were good. They get so much better. And again, I'm trying not to contrast it that way and compare it that way. But again, in both games, I'll just go ahead and speak for both of them. Like they, you don't really know what your character looks like. You know, yeah. like you're, you know, the the zombies in Resident Evil kind of all look copy and pasted based on limitations. You know, um, in Silent Hill, a lot of the stuff looks very molded over in clay almost. And it's like, there's not a ton of detail where the game shine is the, uh, the environment that they set and the atmosphere that they set, not so much the character types. Um, I did think that like, you know, the, the detail that you get in silent Hill in the dirty and dingy in the other world sections is very good. Um, and then the fog really, even though it was t- to mask limitations in the game, really does like makes you focus, you know, hyper focus almost on what you're looking at. With Resident Evil, the pre-rendered backgrounds they look cool, you know, and then like the snake in my mind looked way cooler back then than it does now, you know, and even the tyrant. Um, so I, I guess with both of them, I'm just going to kind of give them a blunt a seven just because there were pros and cons. And again, it's hard to look back now because at the time that was the best we had. Oh yeah, at the time it was fantastic. But, but realistically, they both look kind of janky. Now. Yeah, I actually, um, I gave Resident Evil One a four because it is it's so blocky. Yes, it's like, very. It's very so blocky. blocky. You know, the the snake is a good example. It looks like a bunch of Pepsi cans <laughs> like tied to each other, um, and the zombies are just big, bulky. You yeah. know, like. I got a torn lab coat. Yeah, on. like this kind of. Uh, yeah, they they the and and the models the models don't move very well. You know the, uh, I, and and I actually gave I gave Silent Hill a six because I do think they it, they managed to pull off more detail, even if it's repetitive detail. You know, graphically, it was a little bit of a step up because yeah. it came out a little bit later, I believe. Like it was, it was a little bit later. Yeah, I don't it, remember the dates off the top of my head. I started but. to look up the years and, and and didn't, but I gave I gave Resident Evil one a four and I gave Silent Hill a six, but but neither one of them are graphically great. Yeah, so Silent Hill came out in ninety nine. Resident Evil was out ninety six. Yeah, that's what I was. So, yeah, so there's I mean, a few that, years three, to do. Three years is a good bit of time to develop yep. a, a stronger. Yeah, yep. strong, and maybe that's why we were able to get the whole walking down the streets. And, right, right. You know, things like that. The thing I liked about Resident Evil's scenery and graphics wasn't the character models as much as it is the the environment because those the pre-rendered, pre-rendered backgrounds, backgrounds allowed you to put things there that otherwise you couldn't in a yeah. 3D world. Yeah. So, But overall, I mean, if you go look at them now, they're booty. Yeah, <laughs> they are. So, All right, so gameplay. So this one, we've kind of briefly touched on just by, you know, it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. Like I think that, um, the, there, I I do feel like there's a difference between the two. Uh, and I feel like it favors Resident Evil in my opinion, because the fixed camera angles, like, and the clunky tank controls all like that is the same today as it was then. Mm-hmm. You know, although it's not the way we play games for the most part, when a game comes out today, fixed camera angles, tank controls, like it feels like, oh, this feels exactly like it did back then. 
this stuff didn't change. I felt like Silent Hill was more of a half step in between trying to go more mm-hmm. 3D and 3D, you know, and, and analog control. Um, so I feel like with Resident Evil, like the gameplay itself, it, it it's timeless. You know, if, yeah, I still love yeah, I still love tank controls. So you I don't can, have a problem with tank yeah, controls. you can play that the same way today as you did then, uh, and you know, once you fit, once you learn it, it works. You know, yeah. Um, so I, you know, there are things that happen later on in the franchise that like make tank controls a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know, like a quick turn and things like that. Um, but like as far as like tank controls go, which is not my favorite way to play, but uh, I gave it a seven. I was I like, this is yeah, this is just you know your standard um, tank control setup, and it it works and it it'll live forever. And um, you know, I thought that uh, Silent Hill, when it comes to the moment to moment game, it's the Silent Hill control the similar, almost exactly the same. It's pretty close. Um, what what I didn't like about Silent Hill, like I said this earlier, is it like there's no real combat. And it's not good. What yeah, is the there? Combat, it's the just, combat's not good. Um, I agree with you about Resident Evil. I gave it a seven as well. It's it's solid. It's it's serviceable. Yeah. It's it's still a fun game to play. Just in the sense of it's fun to play. Right. Um. So I gave it a seven. I agree with you. Silent Hill is. The fact that it doesn't have strong combat hurts it. Uh, I like the puzzles more. Yes. In Silent Hill, they're harder. Yeah, they're, they're harder. harder. They require this. The the puzzles in Resident Evil can be a little bit. Most of them feel really kind of silly and like nobody. Why on earth would I take this thing from the downstairs <laughs> and replace it with the same thing from the upstairs? Yep. And like, especially in the first game, the puzzles don't really feel like anything that anybody would actually have whereas with silent hill you know these are crazy cultists you know it kind of makes sense why like i don't in that resident evil is this big organization it's like raccoon city and the the umbrella corporation why why would a corporate organization Make a bunch of weird little pu- like it yeah. just doesn't. The puzzles don't really make sense. And they sense. they try to write it off like the like Mr. Spencer was real big into that yeah, stuff, you know. It's, but it's sort of. But like, why would you? The whole idea of putting a shotgun on a mount and when it's released, you know, like the the ceiling coming down, like it's it's kind of silly. Yeah, it's silly, and they're usually the solution is pretty much. Let me find all the pieces. Go then, find part A, put it in slot B. Yeah, there doesn't require much thinking. So I love, the, I like the puzzles in Silent Hill better, and I like the mechanic with the map in Silent Hill, where because you are out there, you are on these cities, you keep encountering things. I like that the map he writes on it. Yes, that's very immersive to me. That's one of my favorite things about the Silent Hill games is that the maps change as you enter these different areas and i just I, it feels very authentic to me that the guy was like oh there's big x over this spot because i can't get through there or yep. i saw this weird thing here uh, this is locked let me put a red yeah, line on there yeah, yeah i like that uh so i gave silent hill a six on gameplay i mean it, it's not quite as smooth and you know the combat is lackluster so it's a little less fun to play but it's still it's still good, Heck serviceable. Yeah. Uh, so I gave it a five, um, and I think that 
the map is the strongest part of the game when you do get a gun and you do um you you get some bullets it's it works it's serviceable it's just like a uh resident evil in the sense that you point and shoot things go down um i like the fact that in the silent hill franchise you have to kind of walk over and stomp on things or they'll get back up mm-hmm. and that does kind of save you a bullet or two uh but as far as like the it's so melee focused and i feel like that melee is so clunky and bad mm-hmm. that i don't usually enjoy playing silent hill games like i do resident evil games yeah, i like the story in silent hill I like, I like the lore. I like Silent Hill. Yeah, I like the lore. Yeah, I like yeah. exploring the city, and especially in the later parts of it. The lore is fascinating, but the gameplay itself, especially in the first one, it's just not that good of yeah. a game to play yep. as far as it being a fun game. Absolutely. So, right, fear overall. Fear. Yeah, this is this is the last one we got, and I think that this one is probably. Um, I don't know. There might be this might be the biggest. The one that lasts speaks the longest, I guess, to me was like like Silent Hill was a scarier game, hands down. Yeah. Um, whether I played Resident Evil two first or second, I don't think it mattered. I think that it probably had some of, in my mind one of the biggest, I guess, disparities between the two franchises is Silent Hill stayed scary from the beginning. Mm. Resident Evil, uh, it had surprises and it had things that were like scary for the time. It was like oh, but like. I can go back and play Resident Evil now, and it won't. It, it's just pure nostalgia and good times. I put in Silent Hill right now. And I'm like, oh crap! Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh crap! Is the is the because the gameplay, the moment to moment gameplay, isn't as strong. It 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 almost like it uh, suppresses my ability to beat the the fear that is there. It's like right. I've got to rough this today the same way I roughed it in 99 when i got the game so uh uh, when it comes to resident evil i think that like the atmosphere once you you know once you kind of played it for a little while you become accustomed yeah it it, it got more action and that's that's kind of resident evil throughout the whole franchise it's like the longer you play you eventually equipped yourself to handle everything that comes at you and it is less scary. I think that's one of the things that the remakes have done really well is that they, you know, really strapped you down harder. Mm-hmm. The remakes from RE2 remake to, excuse me, RE remake to RE2 remake, like, I feel like they got harder and less fun to play. Oh, yeah. Because, because like, they, they made the zombies become, like, bullet sponges. Yeah. And, like, you had, what was the ones that, like, the, the crimson heads yeah, and the uh, crimson yeah, heads yeah. and stuff. It's like, you kill them, but if you don't you burn their burn body, that yeah. thing or it's going to be back. Yeah, so for what what where'd you land so, number wise? Like um, I thought that Resident Evil was a six when it comes to how scary it was. And I think that Silent Hill is dude, I wanted to give it a ten. Like it's I was between a nine and a ten on scary because like the game I'm gonna give it a ten. Because the game doesn't get the o- the other world is scary. Yeah. The streets are scary. The fog is scary. Those little shadow kids with the knives are scary. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it never lets up, in my opinion. It stays um it sets it picks its tone, it calls its shot, and it rides that one to the end. So. Yeah, yeah. I landed on, on a five for Resident Evil just because, like you said, everything in that game, once you figure out how to deal with it, 
it stops being scary. Yep. Once you clear a room, you can go into that room without being afraid of it. Like, you know, there's, to me, it becomes, it's like you said, it's fun. It's nostalgic. It has all of those, you know, genre. It hits all the right notes for a, a action horror, you know, yep. experience. The first time I played it, it was definitely scary. But like, you know, again, even the first time playing it, it doesn't take long for you to stop being afraid of those things. I get, I went with a 10 for Silent Hill just because, like you said, like it's it maintains that sense of dread the entire time. It just it feels like you are descending into hell. Like yep. it just, and I think part of that too because I'm a good old Christian boy raised in church. <laughs> there's a certain amount of these people are devil worshippers. That looks kind of like a pentagram. There's like yeah. a certain degree of the <laughs> occult side of Silent Hill, which is absent completely in Resident right, Evil. Right, right. Resident Evil is a monster game. Silent Hill, you know, there's monsters in it, but. It's very occultish, you know, it's yep. got those trappings to it. That made it scary to me, man. It was like the difference between listening to Metallica and listening to Merciful Fate. <laughs> like <Yeah>. it was <laughs> it was like Metallica's like, Yeah, this is awesome, this is heavy, you know, this is this is heavy metal, but then, you know, King Diamond's over there singing about Satan. <laughs> yeah. He he called him Lucifer. That's his name. Like he called him like a, by his name. Yeah, I, I agree hundred percent because I and I looking back at it and I remember the beginning of the of the Resident Evil experience for me. It was like once I made it into the courtyard and I had made it past the snake and stuff. I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I get this. This is like we're. I know where we're. I see where we're going. I've got a friggin' grenade launcher now. I've got the shotgun. Like I'm ready for this. I'm yeah, strapped. <laughs> I'm like, let me blow something up. You know? Let me play this again so yeah. I can kill everything that I yeah. missed. Whereas with Silent Hill. I do not remember a time that I've ever gone back through those games and said, let me just take a stroll through Silent Hill and whop some stuff, you know, because it just, that's not, that's not present. I don't want to, I'm not looking to get the next steel pipe or two by four and go on a, on a Casey <laughs> Jones style beating, no, you know, absolutely not. it just, it never gets fun. It always stays, <laughs> you know, at that level of scary. So, right, so tallying it all up. For me, Resident Evil landed at 41 points. Silent Hill landed at 52. So here's what I got. So I, I'm going to, I've got both of our scores. I've been keeping it as we've been, as we've been going. So I'm going to add them all up and then we'll kind of see which one, right? I mean, it looks pretty obvious. It looks to me like Silent Hill is going to take away the, the win, but let's kind of see where we're at. What's up, everybody? This is Resident Daryl, one half of the Loot Bros comic cast. So, if you are interested in comic books in any fashion, whether it's Marvel, DC, independent, mature, young adult, be sure to check out the Loot Bros comic cast because each and every episode we break into an issue, whether it be from one of the major publishers or independent, and we talk about it in great depth with full spoilers and a review. And we have a blast. It's a great show. Check it out. Perfect for any comic book fan for any style or any publisher. The Loot Bros Comic Cast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all of the other major podcast services. Alright, back in action. Alright, so, I added up all of the points for both games. So Resident Evil comes in at a 94, and Silent Hill comes in at a 99. So out of the two of them, based on our perfectly infallible, balanced, like best review scale out there, 
um, Silent Hill beats out Resident Evil, which looking at the scores, I was like, oh, dang, there's more eights and tens and stuff like that on Silent Hill. Uh, but where it falls short, it kind of falls short. It really short. falls yeah. short, yeah. That's more balanced than I than I really thought it would end up being. And, and what's crazy is looking at it, like our opinions of Silent Hill are much closer than they are of Resident Evil. We've got some big discrepancies. Um, there's an eight and a three, and there's a seven and a four with Resident Evil. You and I were about a point to two points apiece max difference on Silent Hill. So uh, overall, man, I thought that was a, a pretty rad discussion, man. I think that both games are iconic in their oh, own absolutely. right. absolutely. And without those first two, we don't get these don't incredible franchises. Yes. We don't have anything after that. So... Man, I really appreciate you uh, pitching this idea. I hope that everyone listening has enjoyed our uh, breakdown of the two uh, first games in these iconic franchises. Let us know if we're wrong. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or yeah. let us know if we're right. What yeah. What was your experience? What had maybe maybe you thought it was something different, man? Maybe you had a different take on it than we do. Yeah, it's all subjective. Absolutely. So yeah. So what I'm gonna do is uh. Uh, Josh, you know I appreciate you coming on here. Um, did you want to uh, pimp out any of your writing stuff? You want to tell everybody where they can find it? I got to remember. Oh, medium.com. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't even know where to find it. <laughs> yeah, go to medium.com. Uh, look up Joshua Adams, and you'll find all of my fiction on there, and it's almost all horror. So uh, if you like horror, which if you're listening to this, I would assume you, yeah. you do, <laughs> uh, check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, about this episode and if you'd like to see something similar Heck in the yeah. future we're going to keep going through at least the first four in the series yeah absolutely uh, so this has been fun heck yeah dude so be, uh if you're listening to the show again uh like share subscribe do all the stuff uh check out our other projects our other podcast the loot bros comic cast uh check out um and then check out obviously josh's um writings and then my band ninja loot we are dropping new songs constantly there will be a new song dropped around the time that this releases on all of the streaming platforms. So, Josh, I appreciate it, and we will do this again soon. Peace.